Hello and welcome to this ITR Tax Insights podcast in association with Vertex. I'm Alice Jones, a commercial editor at Euromoney, and with me is Peter Orlande, Director of Consulting for Vertical Solutions at Vertex. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi, Alice. I'm great. How about you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Um, so we're here to discuss the movement in retail towards omni-channel shopping environments, um, which is all to do with providing customers with a seamless purchasing experience. And um, as online shopping continues to grow in popularity, customers expect to be able to switch between ways of shopping um, without missing out on offers and discounts, that sort of thing. Um, and for retailers, moving towards this way of operating also entails um, personalization for customers and also improved communication with them. Um, Peter, I'm sure you've got um, something to add to this description. And perhaps you can briefly tell us why this shift towards omnichannel operating is so important for tax teams in particular. Yeah, I mean, I think the big catalyst uh, and obviously the elephant in the room is the pandemic. And that has accelerated the move from uh, brick and mortar to digital. Um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was out of necessity right? Stores are closed. People wanted to social distance. People didn't want to go out at all. And so they were forced to, to shop online um, or, you know, in the, in the traditional e-commerce uh, ship to your house uh, type of shopping or buy online, pick up in store, curbside pickup, those types of things. Um, it just, you know, the pandemic just accelerated the move uh, and the trend that accelerated the trend that was already happening. So I think that, you know, and that's here to stay. I think people are accustomed to certain ways of shopping now, and that's mm-hmm. just going to um, continue. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of change recently, hasn't there? Um, yes, absolutely. And so why, do, why is this particularly important for tax teams? Yeah, I think that, uh, to understand that the tax calculation landscape and it, it kind of, you know, it, it's best to understand how the retail world has changed because of this pandemic and how the overall landscape um, has transformed. So obviously, as I mentioned, uh, the pandemic moved more shopping online. There's more cross-channel buying, uh, meaning a customer starts their customer journey in one channel and then moves into another. So for example, I go on a mobile app and I place an order and then I drive over to the store and pick it up. Or I'm in the store, uh, they don't have what I want is out of stock. And we've seen a lot of that happening lately because of supply chain issues, et cetera. So I look, go to the store and I do the reverse essentially is I'm in the store and I buy it to have, uh, online to ship it to my house. Um, and because of all of this cross channel shopping, there's an increased need for consistent tax calculation. So uh, how I calculate tax in my stores better be consistent with how I calculate tax online how I calculate tax on maybe my mobile app or any other channels like marketplaces and, and things like that. Um, also, as, as retailers got leaner, you know, as, as, as maybe they lost some workforce or everybody was working remotely, they were looking for ways to consolidate functions for efficiency, you know, breaking down the silos between those channels, trying to do more with less. So we're looking at automating everything we possibly can and tax is one of those functions. Um, And just the whole nature of this digital world of buy anywhere, get anywhere, but also buying from anyone, right? So now I can just, I don't have to shop just from my local retailers. 
I now can shop on marketplaces and buy from local retailers across on the other side of the world. Um, so you can fulfill orders. Uh, you can place orders with anyone, essentially. And then we also saw things like uh, with retailers, stores closed. They're using their stores as mini distribution centers. So fulfilling online orders from brick and mortar store locations, possibly the store that's located closest to the customer or fulfilling an order from a store that has the most inventory of that particular item. So anyway, this the whole shift to a seamless customer experience where the customer journey can span multiple channels is really the catalyst for this. And you start to see things like tax and, and other functions um, move at a faster pace and, and, and retailers trying to automate as much as possible. Oh, right. Really interesting. Yeah. And so what specific challenges are you talking about that tax teams um, at retailers are dealing with because of this? Yeah, because they can sell now to customers from anywhere, right? They're, they're, they're now exposed to more um, geographies and more tax legislation, right? So if I was a local retailer that just kind of sold within, you know, a hundred mile radius of where I was located, you know, pretty straightforward, right? I'm probably selling within my own state and I know the tax rules within my own, the jurisdictions around me. Now I could be selling across the country, across the world, and I have to be aware of those tax laws. I also have to now file and remit tax to more and more jurisdictions. So, you know, it just gets more complicated as the world gets smaller. Um, you know, the, the it's just m- more exposure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and does this differ geographically, do you think, based on where the, the retailers are? Because you mentioned states, so that's the U.S. Yeah, correct. So that we, we see a lot of tax complexity in the U.S. for, for those listeners who, who aren't aware of how, how crazy it can get here with um, 50 states um, plus the District of Columbia, plus all of the U.S. territories, et cetera. And each state essentially operates like its own country and has its own tax laws. And then the state can have lower level jurisdictions. So the cities can impose a tax, counties, uh, very specific districts, et cetera. So you can have nine, 10 levels of jurisdictional tax. Uh, So it's very complicated here. But these types of challenges go across the globe, right? In the EU, you have country to country and things like that. So anytime there's, you know, the, the order starts in one jurisdiction, whether it's a state or a country, and ends up in another jurisdiction, you, you've got this sort of um, matrix of, of tax laws that you need to navigate. And I, so I think it's, it's just across the world, across the globe, the, the challenges like this, where the, where the borders are becoming um, more invisible, um, the, the commerce is you know, going across the borders that, that you're going to see challenges like this. Right. Okay. Yeah. And obviously working at Vertex, you've got an ear to the ground in terms of what clients want, what the market is looking for. So how is this reflected in what retailers actually want from from you or from other providers? Uh, Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, you know, the move to cloud started, you know, a while ago now, but I think the pandemic again accelerated that aspect of it is that we don't want to host our own applications. We want to push everything to a hosted solution, i.e. cloud, as much as possible. Um, so if organizations are moving things to the cloud, that means that the whatever function that that application fulfills is further away from my systems that actually need it. So for example, tax. So if I run a, a website, 
Um, but my tax calculation solution is in the cloud. I've got to hop essentially over the internet to get my tax calculation, get the response back, et cetera. So, um, and I completely, I get it, right? You, you, you want to offload as much off of your own internal IT department. You don't want the, the, to be responsible for the care and feeding of all these applications when I can just have someone else do it for me. The downside to that is that those functions are further away from you. So what we've seen are, we, what we've, what our customers have been asking for is we want to move as much to the cloud as possible, but we would like to keep some of the core functionality, some of the things that are very critical um, from a response time uh, perspective. We want to keep those closer, right? Or maybe we want to keep those in-house on-premise. So we've developed, you know, edge computing technology solutions that that bring the tax calculation piece closer to where it's needed, i.e. point of sale, e-commerce, maybe your mobile app, um, things like that. Um, keep that on-premise or local and then move everything else, reporting, mm-hmm. um, maybe the user user interface, those types of functions outside or in the cloud. Right, okay, yeah. I suppose that gives then the retailers a bit more control over certain like really core, cool, really important aspects of it. Yeah, there's control. There are advantages like performance. Uh, there are advantages like scalability, where if I have it, uh, the tax calculation engine locally, I can have multiple instances of that engine and um, balance the load, spread the load uh, at peak times with high order volumes across multiple calculation engine instances. So it's very it can be very elastic and you retain the control of how many um engines you want to have up at any given time, um, how few you want to have up at any given time. So there, you, you kind of have a hybrid and kind of best of both worlds in a way. Right, absolutely. It gives you that flexibility as well, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, and can you, so can you tell me a bit more about Vertex's Edge software? What's your elevator pitch for that? Yeah, so um, our Edge software is basically what Edge computing you know, it is. It's it's uh, taking the critical processing and moving it out of the data center, moving out of the cloud, and and closer to where the retailer needs it. Right. The calculation point is the most important part of the tax determination. Uh, you want the calculation to happen as quickly and reliably as possible, and that means delivering processing at the point of need as a transaction is happening. So, and, and the criticality is obvious, right? So, I have a customer on my website. They're checking out. Um, they need the tax calculated. They're waiting. They're waiting. They, they hit that buy button. You know, nowadays you're 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 expecting as a customer, you're expecting almost instantaneous processing, mm. very quick. I'm not waiting. I'm not staring at the hourglass icon or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with a cloud solution, if it's completely in the cloud, you've got network latency, the internet in between, all of that thing, all of those things can slow it down. So, um, we're looking for speed. We're looking at um, scalability. Um, stability, right? If I have multiple engines and one goes down, I have failover. So those are those are the those are the real advantages of our edge computing solution. Right. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and how does your solution actually use the edge computing software? Uh, yeah, so what we've taken um, we've taken the core of our calculation logic, right? Um, and containerize that into the edge solution. So we don't have a lot of things that are unnecessary to bring back on premise, right? It's just just what's needed, 
everything else, like I said, so the user interface, all of that tax data is managed in the cloud uh, or in the central instance of our solution. And only uh, the bare minimum of what's required to calculate tax is is containerized, if you will, in the, into the our Edge solution. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and how, how does a solution like Edge fit into tax reporting then? Would it sort of interfere with that in any way or how does it work? No, I mean, it, it, will, it would improve rep- reporting capabilities if you choose to use it. But really our Edge solution is more focused on the upfront tax calculation. Um, and that's where the biggest need for scalability, stability, performance, as we discussed, is that's where the time criticality is, right? When you have customers waiting to complete their checkout. Um, Edge does have reporting capabilities. However, we find that retailers, and and retailers meaning both brick and mortar and online retailers, have existing processes for reporting. They're pulling in stores transactions every night at store close. They're um, pulling all of the e-commerce orders for the day and consolidating that into some data source, right? Whether it's a data warehouse, uh, sales audit system, an ERP. Um, so if you're pulling all those and consolidating all those transactions anyway, we can batch them up into um, our reporting solution so that it's not really flowing through our edge solution. So again, we really want to only use edge where we have to. If there's other things, other processes that are going through the back office anyway, we want to leverage that if it's not time critical. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so is Edge then, from what you're saying, best for brick and mortar outlets, or is it also a good fit for online companies? Both. Um, you know, uh, first, obviously the brick and mortar. You've got your retailer, you possibly have thousands of store locations mm. um, distributed across a large geography. Some of those stores, as you can imagine, might be in remote areas where maybe the network connection is not great, or you're in the opposite. You're in a densely populated area like a shopping mall, and now you're fighting over network bandwidth with the rest of the stores in that shopping mall. Um, you need a solution that you're, you're sort of autonomous. You're sort of self-sufficient. You can transact without without making minimal calls outside of that store. So that's where Edge would really play a huge advantage is if I could have a calculation engine in each store location, um, it's stable, right? Uh, the uptime w- would be a lot better than network, uh, having to call across the network. Uh, performance, right? How fast it's going to be, because again, you remove that network latency in between. Um, but for e-commerce, it's also it also can play a role in scalability. Like I said, you can spin up multiple edge instances um, to share the load at peak times, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever your peak time is, and eliminate the need for for communication between two cloud applications or uh, an on-premise system with a with a cloud application, et cetera. So I think um, you know the the value prop for both brick and mortar and e-commerce is there. It's de- it definitely has advantages to use Edge uh, regardless of which channel. Um, you know, we totally talk about uh, marketplaces and and mobile apps and you know the internet of things like right I can buy things from a smart refrigerator now you know everything can seem to you know a gaming console uh, you name it. it you can probably buy something off of it so you've got all these channels happening and and Edge provides a, a way 
to provide the same tax calculation engine across those channels for consistency, for performance, et cetera. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose that's going back to what we were talking about is this omni-channel way of working where, um, and, and a lot of companies will also be not just brick and mortar or e-commerce, they'll be both, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, so I think that's about all we have time for. Um, but thank you so much, Peter, for joining me. It's been really interesting hearing about how the landscape's changing and about Edge as well. Um, and thank you to, to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you, Alice. Goodbye. <laughs>